Kitty Gordon dropped the curtain guiltily, but not before her aunt chanced to see Jess and Lord Sturbridge riding in. The older woman's mouth, which had been drawn into a smile, flattened perceptibly in disapproval. Her eyes narrowed as Kitty flushed. If Sturbridge would fix his interest with you, how is it that he is forever with Jessica? she wondered aloud, the edge in her voice unmistakable. I had the headache, and as twas too pretty a day to waste, I asked them to go on without me, Kitty answered, crossing her fingers behind her at the untruthfulness. Her aunt stared sharply for a moment, assessing her shrewdly, then she relented. Be that as it may, Catherine, if you do not have a care— you will have whistled Sturbridge's not inconsiderable fortune down the wind, she warned, and I should hate to see it. She lifted the curtain herself and peered out regretfully. As it cannot be, Jessica, I should be grateful tis you he pays court. I have hopes on that head at least, she sighed, shaking her head. If only— Well— it does not signify. Her voice trailed off, and she met Kitty's eyes resolutely. Surely, after a year and more of his attentions, he means to come up to scratch soon. Aunt Bella, I know the Trevors are dreadfully high in the instep, the older woman mused, ignoring her, and her ladyship cannot quite like it that you are American. Half American she amended quickly. But with this unpleasantness now past us there, I should hope. Kitty smiled faintly at the thought of Charles's mother. She calls me brown, she admitted. And an ape leader, I am told. Brown? For a moment, Bella was at a loss. But you are not brown at all. Her eyes traveled over her niece, reassuring herself of the girl's exquisite blondness, of the clear blue eyes, the rose-blushed fair skin. What nonsense! Tis a hum, I'll be bound, Catherine. Now, if she had said you are a trifle too forward, or that your American manners are too free, I should have believed that. But Brown, there's not so much as a freckle on you— no, she cannot fault you for your looks, my love, not at all, her aunt decided definitely, although I own tis fashionable to be a trifle taller, but we shall not repine too much on that. I am quite certain that Sturbridge does not think you brown. Lady Sturbridge believes all Americans to be somehow relations to the Indians, Kitty murmured. What a preposterous notion, to be sure. Why, you are Gordon and Whitwood through and through. As though my dear brother should have consorted with Indians. Though I must own that I find your fascination for pistols most disconcerting, my love. And I cannot think of any reason. She stopped, perceiving that she heard the young couple in the hall, then turned her attention to Kitty again. Pinch your cheeks and put your best looks before Sturbridge. Ten to one, twill not matter what his mamma thinks in the end, 
for I know a besotted man when I see one. Aunt Bella, I do not think, and if you are fearing that he thinks you an ape leader, he does not. You cannot be faulted for a war, after all, and had there been the time or the place for a come-out, I am certain your papa would have done as he ought. Sturbridge is not so blind that he does not know you would have been taken on the instant had you been presented. The door opened behind them, causing the older woman to start. La, but tis Sturbridge, my love she announced, a trifle too brightly. No doubt he has come to see if you are better. The tall, fair-haired young man entered after the slender, flushed girl. Both stopped guiltily at her words.